Xu Zhen woke with a start. The next thing she knew, she was standing beside her bed. It was about five in the morning, a little earlier perhaps. At first, she thought it was the absence of gunfire that had woken her. The artillery that had been thundering for days had suddenly fallen silent. Then she noticed a warm stain on her cotton nightgown. She stood barefoot and dazed. Blood. The wetness quickly turned icy cold. So, it had finally happened to her, as it does to every woman. Her makeshift bed was in a row of eight. There was a narrow gangway and then another eight beds. Buildings all over Nanking were burning, and light from the flames filtered through the blackout curtains that covered the small oval attic windows. Orange patterns rippled across the room. Shujen could make out the sleeping forms of the other girls and hear their deep breathing as they dreamed of more peaceful days. She pulled a jacket over her shoulders and climbed down through the trap door in the floor to the workshop below. The workshop was used for printing and binding the pamphlets and hymn sheets that the St. Mary Magdalene Mission needed for church services and its other religious work. Usually the attic above was unoccupied. The trap door was merely to allow access for electrical or roof repairs. It was connected to a ladder by an ingenious mechanism that extended the ladder downwards as soon as the cover was opened. When Shujen and fifteen classmates had arrived at the mission compound the previous evening, Father Engelman had told them to stay upstairs in the attic as much as possible. They had been given a tin bucket to urinate in, but the blood on her nightdress was an emergency. Shujen needed to go to the washroom. Father Engelman hadn't expected that he would have to give the St. Mary Magdalene schoolgirl shelter. Yesterday afternoon, he, Deacon Adornado, and their two servants, Agu and George Chen, had taken those pupils who had been unable to leave school down to the river to get the ferry to Pukau. But they had been unable to board. When the steamer pulled into the dock, a group of badly wounded soldiers appeared and pushed the girls aside. One of the soldiers told Father Engelman that their division had been shot at, not by the Japanese, but by their own side. They had received orders to make an emergency retreat, but had clashed with Chinese soldiers who had not received the same order, and so thought they were deserters. Having obeyed instructions to destroy their heavy weaponry on leaving the battlefield, they were a sitting target. They were machine-gunned and came under artillery fire, and some were then crushed by tanks. Losses and injuries on the retreating side ran into the hundreds before the misunderstanding was sorted out. No doubt out of a sense of guilt, the unit who had inflicted the injuries took over the boat at gunpoint and put the wounded on board. There was no room for the clergymen and the girls. Father Engelman had felt that it was too dangerous to stay by the river. He and Deacon Adornado had led their little party back through the alleyways of Nanking to the church, with Agu and George Chen bringing up the rear. Shujin clambered down the wooden ladder that creaked at each step she made. On reaching the floor of the workshop, she felt the bone-chilling December damp seep through the soles of her slippers. Standing on one of the tables near the ladder was a thick candle 
melted into a shapeless mass of wax. Its quivering sprout of light gave Shujan a little comfort as she felt her way across the workshop. Father Engelman had promised the girls that, when daylight came, they would return to the dock, and if there was no ferry, they would make for the safety zone and take refuge there instead.